So, the next morning, Marco, I, I can't say he wakes up because mm. he didn't sleep. Uh, yeah. But he's awake and he is meeting everyone at the barn. Uh, uh, Axe is a bro. Mm-hmm. Uh, I doesn't like leave any hints that um, Tobias might be too tired to uh, give Marco shit, but I like to think, you know, they're all like, we're not going to tell the others how Marco got mm-hmm. butted off the side of an artificial mountain mm-hmm. by a goat. <laughs> He's got enough to deal with right now. We're not going to do that as well. <laughs> Friendship. <laughs> so we don't get the specifics of the plan, as Danielle was saying before. Uh, we just get. So we take out Vista 1, we take out Vista 3, we leave the Yerks believing they've erased the Free Hawkbridge colony. The Free Hawkbridge end up safer, the Yerks end up leaderless. Uh, and which is like, yeah, it's not just about like dealing with the Vissas. And I have a yeah. thought I need to say about the Vissas. Um, <laughs> but he delivers this line. Obviously, we don't hear the specifics of the plan, but uh, we have this great little detail of he avoids looking at Cassie, completely mm-hmm. just isn't looking at her. Um. And then from Jake, there was just the briefest flicker of sadness, but Jake too is addicted to the bright, clear line, which is just, ow. Mm-hmm. Um, Rachel's not stupid. Uh, Rachel kept her eyes down, focusing on the dirt and hay floor. Rachel's not stupid. She knew anything she said would just make me mad. And I guess she, like all of them, was putting herself in my shoes, wondering if she could do it. And then, and he's staying on his logical position. He's just like, if it works, mm-hmm. we have them both, but there's a lot to go wrong. A lot of unforeseen things that, and Cassie is doing what Cassie does. And she's just like, you know, Marco, we'll try to help your mother if, we, if in whatever way we can. Not if we can, mm-hmm. but that they will try to help. Mm-hmm. And uh, Marco responds with, she's only one person, and shrugs off the affection, stands up. And we're supposed to be saving the world, right? It was one of the lines I'd practiced the night before. It sounded more bitter and less cool and calm and in control than I wanted. Okay, Jake said. That was it. Just okay. He didn't come out with any of the lines I'd put in his mouth in my imaginary conversation. So we do it? I asked. Yeah, you call the plays, Marco. And it's like... Mm. It's so interesting, that interaction. Mm-hmm. And it's just... We've talked before about how well Jake knows his soldiers. Mm-hmm. But you also feel like his conflict here, because, as it's hinted at a couple times, like, he loves Marco. Marco's his best friend. Um, and it's just occurred to me, like, he says this, and he clearly, it sounds like he means it in this mm-hmm. moment. You got to wonder at that point if Jake had already decided, yeah, no, nah, I'm not going to let Marco actually do the the final step of the plan, though. Yeah, I had the same thought. Yeah, he's, like, clearly already made up his mind. <laughs> just like, yeah, no, nah. okay, you call the shots, and uh, I'm just going to make sure you don't, uh, yeah, so you call the shots, I'm going to make the last one. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to. Mm-hmm. Because once again, Jake will do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and Jake has known Marco for forever. Like, he mm-hmm. knows he knows what Marco was like when Marco has seen the line. 
Um, uh-huh. And like, he knows that Marco's plans are good. And so like, and for the majority of this plan, it all works almost flawlessly. Yeah. Like, there are a couple of beats where Marco's emotions look like they're going to be a threat to mm-hmm. the plan. And one of the others, like, covers, effectively. The main thing that goes wrong that completely fucks Marco up could not have been predicted. Right. And and that's the, like you say, Jake knows that Marco makes good plans. Mm-hmm. The only, the wild card factor in this plan is Marco, not the mm-hmm. plan. Mm-hmm. So... Oh, I'm having emotions about Dante and Benny. Ah. Yep. It's, uh, and I like how Marco responds to it. Like, he, he doesn't really expect Jake to say yes. Mm hmm. Like, of all of the the scenarios that he, it's very typical of like those nights when you're laying awake and you're just like practicing conversations over and over and over Mm -hmm. again in your head and you never go past that like convincing them stage you're like this is what i'm gonna have to say to convince them these are the different ways i could say that these are the different ways they could respond but like you never predict that they're going to go along with what you have said like you never expect them to just acquiesce um, not, not right away. <laughs> yeah, certainly not right away. Um, mm. And then you never think past that point to, like, yes, I've got what I was arguing for. Um, and so I like this reaction um, from him after that. Like, yeah, you call the plays, Marco. I sucked in a shaky breath. Okay. 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 We want to push the timing. Don't give Visser one time to think about it. Keep her off balance. I know the place I hiked near there once with my dad. I need someone to contact Eric. And it's just like that that moment of like, okay, 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 okay. All right. Okay. Okay. Fine. We can do this. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. And then the plan just takes off. Well, mm-hmm. there's one thing that happens first. Um, mm-hmm. But Tobias volunteers to go get... Uh, Eric. Mm-hmm. And Marco is starting to lay out further details like, okay, we don't let her see us. We play the arrogant Adelites the whole Vissel one the, the whole way. Vissel one Khan and Cassie cuts him off. And I can very much understand Cassie in this moment because mm-hmm. she does care about Marco. We've established that by this point. Mm-hmm. Even if the two of them do like butt heads. And she just like explodes with she's your mother. She's not Vissa One. She's your mother. Is everyone just going to let this happen? And Jake gives her a cold look. And it's just like, this is not the time, Cassie. When is it going to be the time? When Marco's mind is screwed up forever by this, he's in denial. This is his mother, for God's sake. Jake can't say anything to that. As in, he has no words. No one says anything. And Cassie's words are just hanging in the air. And Jake just, after a beat, just like prompts Marco to keep explaining the plan. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it feels very real to what that situation would probably be like. Mm-hmm. Just like, Cassie, 
why did you point at the elephant in the room? We were all happily ignoring the elephant in the room. Mm-hmm. He knows it's there. We know it's there. How is this helping? Yeah. But I get Cassie like, do you know this? Like, because I suppose it can be very difficult. I know it can be for me when it seems like somebody isn't taking into consideration something very important mm-hmm. because of how they are acting. Like, a different example, but like, like I feel like most of us experience but that we're told we're grieving incorrectly. Mm-hmm. Like, so-and-so, a horrible thing just happened. Why is this your action? It's like, what else do you want my reaction to be? Mm-hmm. How will me acting that way change anything that we have to do mm-hmm. and cassie is acting out of mostly compassion but also i feel like i don't this is like the moral compass coming in as well mm-hmm. like i don't think it's motivated from any kind of bad place but also she's just like yo we're talking about killing your mum." You do know that, right? I need you to make it clear to me that you understand that's what you're doing. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, it's... And... Like, like we... To be clear here, because... It, it does seem, in the words of the previous chapter, cold that Marco is acting in this way, right? But the choice isn't kill Visser 1 or don't kill Visser 1. The choice is kill Visser 1 and Visser 3 and potentially secure the secrecy of the Free Horpagier colony. Or Visser 1 is tried for treason by Visser 3 and is executed. And so is Marco's mom. Mm-hmm. And like that... Like, yes, they have an inkling that uh, Visser 1 has some kind of backup here, that, you know, she has some kind of uh, plan for how she wants this to go, that she could feasibly wiggle her way out of the Mm. charges that are essentially up against her. But also, like, the valley was hidden by the Elemist. She's not going to find it. And... It's, it is in some ways better to do it this way than the other way. The difference is that this way, it's Marco's hand on the trigger. Yeah. And it's like, go on, please finish. No, I was going to say, I, I don't think Cassie doesn't know that. Mm. I think she is just putting Marco's well-being ahead of Mm. that. In the same way that, like, Rachel was the one to sit with David and things Mm -hmm. like that. It's like, okay, if this is the plan, you don't, you're aware that if you're doing this, if you're the one who pulls that trigger then that's going to fuck you up. Mm-hmm. But it, it's one of those interesting 
I suppose interesting might not be quite the right word, but it's something we see sort of time and time again. And you know that this is one of my weird little things that annoy me about <laughs> some of the way morality is portrayed in animals. Mm-hmm. It's just like somebody else doing it actually doesn't make it better. Mm-hmm. I don't think. Like, it might be less traumatic, yes, but like this is, okay, so what's worse? Killing your mother yourself or watching one of your best friends do it? I mean, (laughs) (laughs) it's one of those things like, I get where a lot of the moral quandaries in Animorphs that the kids wrestle with come from. And some of them, I'm right there with them. And then I'm the asshole over here just like, but why do you think it's weird to turn into other people? Also, the <laughs> fact that Marco just does it without even thinking, mm, yes, good, my son, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. thank you. Thank you for not making a song or dance about this. But it comes back to, I feel like, and this is an interesting facet of the character. This is not me critiquing the character. What Cassie views as kindness or what she has been taught and Mm -hmm. internalized as things that are kind frequently don't come across that way. This is like looping back to the whole David situation, Mm -hmm. which I know we've talked about a lot and I'm not going to get hashed out. We had some great conversations (laughs) in the server afterwards about it. But it's like, People are going to have different interpretations of what kindness or compassion look like, of what is the moral high ground somewhere. Mm-hmm. What the end of the day is, is like, there are no good options here. Yeah. And doing what you know to be the right thing or saying what the right thing is and then you and your friends doing it, it doesn't make it better. It just means that it has to be done and you're doing it. Because, mm-hmm. again, this is a war story. Yep. There are no right answers. No. I mean, there it's are quite more, cool. there are more wrong answers, but there yes, aren't there are, right yes. answers. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> well put. <laughs> um. Um, don't think I didn't see in your in our notes that you mentioned just like the dumb kids at this point or so. Mm-hmm. Then you're very cleverly utilizing the trauma mechanic that exists in Forged in the Dark. <laughs> Rightly so, but Jesus. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, specifically here, you know, I'm just thinking about uh, you know, Adrian who, like Cassie, consistently brings up the, like, moral question. Mm. And, like Cassie, everybody always is like, now is not the right time for that. And it's mm-hmm. it's a very Adrian thing to say, to be like, when is the right time? Because the way that you all are talking about this, the right time is after the war, when it is way past too late Mm -hmm. um and she's right Mm, absolutely i I don't think i 
I don't think I would have said it that way, but I'm not 13 <laughs> years old trying yeah. to deal with this situation. It's. I'm not saying 35-year-old Jade would do any better either, mm-hmm. but I'd like to think I wouldn't come out with it like that. Yeah, it's... Because the way she says, and because she's upset, she is hurting mm-hmm. and she is hurting for Marco. Let me be clear, this feels like such empathy is like rushing out of her as it does, but her choice of words, mm-hmm. she sounds like she's giving him a hard time about it and not just giving, but everybody else, like you're enabling this. Mm-hmm. He's going to do a shitty thing and you guys are letting it happen. Mm-hmm. Even if it's not meant the way, it can't help but have this judgmental tone to it, which mm-hmm. Cass- the writing consistently saddles Cassie with. Mm-hmm. And I feel it's something that, uh, by that time, Adrian also runs into, because I think it can be hard to be the moral voice yeah. without coming across as judgmental. Yeah, it's extremely pe- hard. It is, and nobody likes to be told they're wrong. Or mm-hmm. that they are being a bad person. Mm-hmm. Like, in the world we live in, like, I've read lots of things about it, just, like, when people attack something that's important to you or just, like, being called out on your behavior, the instinct is to be defensive or to explain yourself. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that isn't always the right call <laughs> to make. Yep. And it's yeah. hard. Mm-hmm. It's so difficult. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking about day-to-day life, not something like the ridiculous stakes that are here in this book. Yeah. I there is mm. we don't see a vote like no. we normally would. And I think I think part of that is because like three of them are already obviously on mm-hmm. board having helped it happen so far. And then probably Jake and he knows Rachel will agree with it. And so, like, it's the unspoken thing that Cassie, that Cassie Mm -hmm. will probably disagree with this, but she'll probably be the only one. Yeah. And it's also like, unless he's not there, Jake is the one that calls for the vote. Mm hmm. And if Jake's already on board with the plan, there is Mm -hmm. no vote. Mm hmm. But. Skipping that voting process means skipping Mm. the part where everyone voices their concerns. Like, Mm -hmm. normally the part where Marco is like, this is insane, we're all going to die, what are you all thinking? Right? Mm -hmm. Only Marco's not doing that this time, because... Obviously. Um, Mm -hmm. But I, I envision this as, like... Cassie recognizing that she's not going to be able to voice those concerns mm-hmm. later at any point. But notably, she doesn't throw up a fuss about the parts of the plan that she's in once the time comes for it. Yeah. Like, after get- this outburst, she mm-hmm. goes along. There is something about, like, this needs to be said. Mm-hmm. It can't just be something we talk about after. We have to acknowledge it. Yeah. Um, my brain is circling around the notion of um, the just thing versus the moral thing versus the right thing as mm-hmm. 
and how those are very, not so very, those three things are not always the same and sometimes they can be wildly different. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking about the dumb kids in that instance because <laughs> it's the way they all approach things. Like what, it's like what needs to be done, what's the right thing to do? Because Benny is a what needs to be done. Mm-hmm. Like 100%. And as we were talking, Adrian is like, should we do this? What's the mm-hmm. right thing for us to be doing? And then Kel and Dante, who are similarly sort of wide, it's all about, well, what is the right thing, the just thing? Mm-hmm. It's that good autistic stuff, vibes. Um, just like, well, this is what is, this is it, though. This is the situation. They're the ones that like the intellectualizing of it. Okay, well, this, 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 and this. While also being fucked up about it in their mm-hmm. own ways. Kids, mm-hmm. remember to sleep. Um, <laughs> but it's interesting viewing certain choices as a group when you start taking into consideration the different ways in which people approach a problem. Mm-hmm. So... <clears throat> I'm going to quickly mention this thing before we get into the rest mm-hmm. of the plan because it's good, mm-hmm. but it's a thought I don't want to forget. And and th- this book really reminded me of it, which is um, I is- have to assume it was intentional, but it's entirely possible that it's not. The um, Visa 3 and Visa 1, like the whole connotation of V1 and V3 being like, the I cannot pronounce the German word, but the retaliatory weapons which were used during World War Two, literally called the V weapons. <laughs> and with this invading militaristic force, I just I can't help but wonder if KA chose the word Visa purposely to have that V sound, or whether it's also maybe a nod to the other sci-fi series that we were talking about one of the servers the other week. Um, mm. which is just called V, which is also about an alien invasion. And I'm just here like, hmm, themes. Yeah, I'm not sure. I feel like that that is a question that has come up mm-hmm. about the origins of some of the words. Fair, Um, But I can't remember if or what they answered. <clears throat> but that's to interesting. investigated. Yeah, it, it's just... I remember very vividly having one of the hor- the horrible histories book about the Blitz, specifically. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't a book about World War II; it was specifically about the experience of being in Britain during the Blitz. And there's a lot about obviously the V weapons in there. And it just struck me in our notes seeing V one V three quite a lot. And I was like, "Oh, huh. I wonder." Hmm. But yeah, I suppose we should get back to the plan as uh, as Jake wants. Um, <laughs> which is that they've got to really use Visa One's hatred of the Andalites. Right. And by playing up the role of the arrogant Andalites, it'll give, she'll be more focused on that and less mm-hmm. likely to see the trap. Mm-hmm. I just, and there's like, Axe, do you think you, we can play the roles of arrogant Andalites, Jake asked? 
It will certainly require good acting skills to imbue the fundamentally humble and dispassionate Andalite character with a taint of arrogance, he said. And Rachel's just like, yeah, humble is the very first word that comes to mind when I think Andalite. <laughs> uh, which is just, oh, love this. And um, I love Tobias. Like, I think I should do as much of it as possible. I spend the most time with Axe. I can do a pretty good arrogant Andalite. I am very close to taking offense. Mm-hmm. Axe, so, yeah. like... <laughs> I did get the impression that Tobias had left Reddit. Maybe he was just saying about volunteering, but doesn't leave mm-hmm. yet. Yeah, he hasn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he hasn't left yet. Um, but, oh, he just flies down from his perch. Mm-hmm. So the rest of I, them. I okay. also had to like scroll back up to be like, wait, what? Tobias is still here? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but yeah, so they literally just need to like pull the starting pistol on this whole thing, which is to email Vessel One. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they get Axe uh, to rustle up a secure screen name on uh, Cassie's dad's computer um, that the Yerks can't trace back to the farm, mm-hmm. uh, which he does, bitching about, uh, <laughs> muttering about primitive human technology, muttering a dispassionately humble way, of course. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and then checking, like, uh, he hits send, not I didn't think about what I was setting in motion. And then everyone understands the plan. And so they go. They go we'll each go to do their set to their places. And Marco morphs Osprey, flies off, and we get learned about him being relieved to be away from his friends. Mm-hmm. Uh and so the plan kicks off and we start uh at the busy corner of Green and Spring Streets, I, I'm not, ch- I, I didn't check. I don't know if this is supposed, we're supposed to know where this is in relation to where they've been previously in the book. I imagine it's downtown. Um, mm. and, uh, uh, Tobias has already sent Eric on his way. Um, and so Tobias and Marco are waiting for, uh, uh, Visser One's arrival. So she drives up in a rented Audi, uh, like a terrible driver. Um, she isn't in her disguise anymore, so she looks like his mom. Um, and Tobias does a really good job of imitating an Andalite. Uh, mm-hmm. And he guides her to cross paths with Chapman, whose running route takes him near here, apparently. Um, uh, the point being to make Chapman aware that Visser One is here, like to, to have a sighting. And we know that Chapman is immediately going to go report this to Visser Three. So to, to set the whole thing in motion to, uh, reel in Visser Three. Um, it works exactly as expected. Chapman gets a it's real good hilarious. look. It's it's pretty <laughs> hilarious. Um, like it, uh, Visser One drops her purse, and Chapman like picks it up. And as he's picking it up, he sees who he's picking it up for, and like the blood drains from his face, and he just kind of like runs away <laughs> to mm-hmm. a payphone. Um, and then they uh. Have Visser One walk to uh, the nearby J.C. Penny. Um, Tobias purposefully getting words 
weird in order to uh, make Visser One continue to believe that he's an Andalite. They, I don't know why. <laughs> like Marco goes down to like ride on the roof of the bus, but it turns out he could have kept pace with the bus in the air anyway. <laughs> um, my son, what? Why you do this? <laughs> uh. But yeah, so she goes into JCPenney. She's kind of like walking around looking for clothes. They tell her that um, she needs like a scarf and a hat. Um, and like Marco demorphs to human because he is also helping to, uh, well, because you can't have a bird in a store and he's keeping tabs on everything and also helping to serve as a distraction if necessary. Um. In the J.C. Penny, uh, she is waylaid by some Visser, some of Visser Three's controllers. Um, yeah, security guard, security guards. Yeah, yeah. I Who, like that because this security guard hasn't been told to do this. Is like taking it on initiative. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, oh, this is Visser One. Oh no. Um, yeah. And is using, like, being the security guard as a reason to uh, hold her mm-hmm. there. And then Rachel, who is also in the store, uh, with, like, that is d- d- described as dorky braids uh, and mm-hmm. a fisherman's cap on, mm-hmm. um, is nearby and just, like, steps up. Oh, to be fair, she also first shoves Marco into hiding because he's, like, right in the middle of the store staring. Yeah. Yep. Um, and then she, uh, goes full mall rat mm-hmm. and is like, oh, and backs up this one. She's like, I saw her buy that scarf. Hey, miss. Going over to like the sales yeah. cash. Creating register. a scene. Like, very, it's very good. Um, um, Jake, who was in fly morph at this point, cause that was, cause it was, he was like monitoring, mm-hmm. uh, this one at this point. Um, and it's just like, what's going on? Because you can't hear properly. Um, and then Rachel gets Marco out of there, reminding him about, like, you know, security cameras mm-hmm. uh, being there. Give <laughs> this detail. He follows Rachel into a dressing room. Uh, his first and probably last visit to a women's dressing room. <laughs> just details, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they go into the maintenance hallway and make their way to the camping store, which is the next stop. Uh, need to visit or need to give us a one to visit where Cassie is waiting and they get her to buy and they get this one to buy climbing rope and is it pitons or pythons I have no idea yeah. <laughs> the, the the metal things you stick in the rock to help yeah. you climb mm-hmm. um, Rachel and Marco continue drifting around watching the others watching the people watching this one um and the earlier bluff that there were four human controllers on Visser One's tail uh, becomes less of a bluff because there are now about five controllers all with eyes on her. Um, but she gets out of the mall and into the car. Uh, all of the Animorphs, except for Tobias and Axe, are present in Cockroach Morph under the seat. Um, and... Then we get an interesting exchange. It is Cassie's turn to take over communication. Um, partly 
because uh, they need they need her to begin to see them as allies, and Cassie is the one for that job. Um, but also, notably, he's making everybody switch who is speaking. I think because of the comment she made before of only one of you ever speaks. Um, mm. And so, like, they're tr- he's he's trying to. It's honest. It's too late at that. this point, but he's trying to counteract yeah. that. Um, but uh, so Visser One is like, why don't we just take a helicopter? And Cassie's like, you assume the colony is located somewhere high up. And Visser One is like, obviously, you made me buy all this fucking climbing equipment. Um, and Cassie's like, you would not find it from the air. It's in a narrow, hidden valley high in the mountains. Trees would block a simple human helicopter. Uh, your troops, when they arrive, will need to cut their way in. My troops, we are not fools either. You do not intend to merely arrest or discredit Visser Three. You intend to kill him. We both know that with his morphing ability, he's far more powerful than you with your unstable human host body. Uh, <laughs> I can deal with Visser Three. Can you? We have tried many times, and yet he still lives. Humility from an Andalite? Realism from an Andalite? Visser One barked out a laugh. You're afraid of him. Tell her, yes, I said privately to Cassie. Tell her he's killed a lot of us. Yes, we were far more numerous once. Many of us have died fighting Visser Three. A lie, of course, but it sounded real enough. Visser One would latch on to the information. She would think we were fools for revealing it. We wanted her to think us fools. Uh, Do you imagine I will be more gentle when I am in power again? I started to tell Cassie what to say, but she was already there ahead of me. No, we simply think you will be weaker, Cassie said. The disruption of command will work to our benefit, and in direct battle you will be easier to kill than Visser Three. Humans, controllers or not, die easily. Again, it had the feel of honesty. The insult would make it seem honest. And it had the added benefit of focusing my mother, Visser One, on the danger of Visser Three. We were reminding her just how deadly Visser Three could be. And then... And yet, Visser One mused... And yet the casualty reports from Earth are always weighted heavily toward hork and taxons. In fact, I'm trying to recall when I have ever seen a report listing a human controller casualty. My guts were ice. We had made a mistake. We had made a terrible mistake. What do I say? Cassie demanded. My brain wouldn't work. The thoughts wouldn't form into any sort of order. Mr. One had just put her finger on our greatest secret. Say something, Rachel yelled. No, it's too late, Jake interrupted. Too late. Let it go. No choice. Well, 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 Visser One said. She knew. There was only one reason why a group of Andalite guerrilla fighters would inflict more casualties on hork than on humans. The Andalite guerrillas weren't Andalites. A human would spare a human life. She knows, Jake said. Or at least suspects. Yeah. Marco. Nothing changes, I said harshly. She was going down before, she's still going down. Not true. Before, it had all been abstract. It had all been about the solution, the line from A to B. Now it was about survival. No one could know the truth about us. It would bring our annihilation. No one could know what we were and live. Visser One is so smart. Visser One is so fucking smart. Visser One unlike other big bads, actually fucking reads the reports. (laughs) This is why you do your paperwork, people. Yep. Yep. But I love, like, because she already had this niggling thing, like, 
mm, there is something weird about this. And just that underscoring of about humans and making the, the Vissa think about humans in that way. Mm-hmm. Just like, oh, oh, light bulb. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so satisfying to read that realization mm-hmm. and Marco realizing that she's realized. Mm-hmm. It's yep. just, oh, Mm. Yep. It's mm, that's good writing. It's good shit. Uh you could like feasibly the argument would be like the Horkbajir are little more than animals. Humans at least have some measure of intelligence that would make them worth being future allies, but like none of them get there that fast because they don't mm-hmm. actually think like Andalites. No. And they also think that the Hork-Bajir are stupid. Mm-hmm. It's one of those things where, like, having Axe in that moment would have probably been real helpful. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh. Yep. Uh, but, so Visser 1 drives, like, a terrible driver. This is hilarious. To it's me. really funny. Uh, Rachel complains, like, has your mother always driven like this? And Marco's just like, it's not my mother driving. But then he's like, well, maybe my mom was a bad driver even before that. <laughs> my mom had always been a wild driver. Um, I do like that we have, because he just is that cold response at first, and then he realizes, and then it's maybe so. And he's realizing he does not want to start a fight with Rachel right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe that is the way she used to drive. Yeah, now I know where you get your driving skills. Rachel being nice. I love that Yeah, Rachel being nice is also like ripping into Marco, but in the mm-hmm. nice way that she does it sometimes. Um, but yeah. But it's I the, in the way that it's clearly a joke, right? She's not yes, being absolutely. like, your mom is a terrible fucking driver. Yeah, it, it's the it's the banter we've seen them both do, which is them in friends mode not the mm-hmm. mean mode mm-hmm. um which makes it all the more heartbreaking when marco like rachel being nice i laughed to myself when rachel started being nice it meant things were really bad mm-hmm. and yeah. it's just he know he knows he understands his friends and he understands what's happening every step mm-hmm. um but they oh. arrive where they're yep. meant to be at the visitor center, like the foot of this uh, hiking trail. Mm-hmm. Um, this one's just like, oh, this of these horses will be over me in seconds. And Jake won't like, no, they'll track you. They won't move till he himself is here. Foreshadowing. <laughs> um, like tell that to the full back of them. Well, he acted out of panic. He wasn't expecting you. But uh, this one gets out of the car, slams the door, gets her gear out of the trunk and starts up the trail. And then the kids start filing out of the, uh, or moving out, uh, demorphing in the car and then mm-hmm. getting out of the car. Mm-hmm. Um, Rachel gives the clear, heads out. Then, um, Marco, uh, yeah, she has to do bald eagle, bald eagle morph, takes off to get to her position. Uh, she's back up for Tobias. Mm-hmm. Ideally, they'll both be there. Um, Jake, Cassie, and Marco spread out through the car to demorph. Uh, Marco demorphs on the passenger side. Mm-hmm. Because Cassie is normally the fastest morpher. Mm-hmm. 
isn't she? But um, hmm. but yeah. So the others are just like chilling in human, chilling in human more for a moment. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Marco gets going first because again they can't have a cluster of birds of prey together. It's too obvious. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, um, a limousine is entering the uh, the parking lot. And which immediately sets off alarm bells um, because nobody goes camping or hiking in a limo <laughs> uh, because Vista 3 is here. Uh, and the limo stops here in the parking lot and a hand comes out of the limo window with a dragon beam uh, and blows up Visser 1's car, uh, presumably with Cassie and Jake still in it. Um, this fucks Marco up. Uh, this is, this is the big thing that, like, sends Marco reeling, and he can't, he he doesn't recover from this, really. Like, his plan is still in motion and is still working, but he doesn't recover from this. He's scrambling the whole rest of the time. Um... Which makes sense. He thinks he just saw Jake and Cassie die. Um, so he flies off. Um, he's shot at a few times, uh, but he manages to get away. Um, he's Rachel is already out of range, so he's basically alone. Um, and he keeps asking himself, like, what now? Like, what do I do now? Is there still a plan? Um, but he can't see the line anymore um and it it it's just him spiraling and he's like all right no stop stop um and we get this kind of again the duality of marco of the emotional side of marco versus the logical side of marco and the logical side finally comes up and rears its head the line is still there the plan is still working. As long as Axe and Eric had done their jobs, the plan could still work. The difference is that Marco needs to play the part of Jake. Um, which means that he will be directly interacting with Visser 1, which is something that they have obviously been avoiding up until this point because they don't want Marco to be in that position to potentially give himself away. Mm. Um, so he flies ahead to the appointed rendezvous. Um, passes Visser 1 on the way. She's still <laughs> climbing. And this is where we, we uh, <laughs> mentioned earlier that, like, Visser, not, not Visser 1, Eva is a fucking badass because, like, <laughs> she climbs up this whole goddamn mountain. Um, uh, and a, a very body quick that we've pace. described has been like, yeah, yeah. Do, like, she's probably undernourished, like, mm-hmm. a little bit malnourished, mm-hmm. if not significantly so. Yep. Um, but he pulls far ahead, um, and can see where there was a campsite that appears to have been emptied of people, which is good. Um, Axe was doing his job. They don't want, Axe was supposed to clear the area of campers. They don't want anyone caught in the crossfire. Um, they, he keeps tabs on his mom, who is, you know, honestly, like, she's, 
It is amazing that she is doing this, but obviously it's very difficult. So she is tired and this is part of the plan. They want her to be rushed and scared and too tired to think. Um, and I love this. And yet she already knew too much. She figured out what Visser 3 had not. It was weird, perverse maybe, but I was proud of her, as if it had been my mother and not the yerk in her head who had penetrated our deepest secret. And like, it could have been, honestly. Like, it could have been that that line was, was throwaway and Eva, in the back of her mind, couldn't help herself but think, those reports, which sends mm -hmm. Visser 1 on the spiral, right? You have to remember yeah. that there are two brains in there and Eva uh -huh. can't think anything without the Yerk knowing. And so yeah. if Eva can make, like, almost a, an unconscious connection, the Yerk will make it. Um, so I don't think it's that weird for Marco to kind of be proud of that. That, like, yeah, if Visser 1 were yeah, in no, a different agreed. body, maybe she wouldn't have been able to figure it out. Like, I, I can understand that. Uh. But, so, he keeps going. Uh, he's, he's basically just following Visser 1 from the air. Um, someone is watching Visser 1. Uh, obviously, Visser 3 has, like, a hiker on his... Uh, to say payroll doesn't make any fucking sense, but, like, one of the host bodies of one of his yurks is uh, an avid hiker because he keeps, he keeps up with Visser 1 easily. He's really just keeping tabs. Um, but part of that is, uh, part of that is, is what they want because they want to see, they want Visser 3 to know about the next interaction that happens, which is that Rachel and Tobias have morphed Jera and Ket, um, and are here to meet, uh, Visser 1 to quote unquote lead her to the hork Valley. Um, Marco tells them that Jake and Cassie, that Visser 3 got them, and he doesn't mean captured. Um, mm -hmm. and we waited silent, dangerous. I know Rachel. I know she wanted action, not play acting. I knew she would explode at the smallest provocation. I know Tobias. I knew that in the face of so much sadness, he would retreat from his human side. I knew that he was more hawk now than ever, despite his hork morph. And what could I say to them? What could I say to lead them or control them? Nothing. Because I know myself, too. I knew that I was scared and desperate and that my insides were being eaten away. I knew that I was focusing all my mind, all my thoughts on the plan, the plan, the plan, shutting out all other thoughts. I had nothing to say to Rachel or Tobias. They would do or not do whatever they chose. Which is like some class A shit. Uh, mm -hmm. Like that is that is good good stuff. Um fantastic characterization just shows exactly how he is thinking, how he always thinks mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. And also mm -hmm. his understanding of he doesn't have what it takes to tell Rachel and Tobias to yeah. put their feelings aside and just do it. Rachel can do that. We saw mm -hmm. her do it with Axe. We obviously know Jake does that. It isn't Marco's place and he doesn't want it to be his place that he tells other people what to do. 
Mm-hmm. Um, Visser One arrives at this abandoned campsite. Um, and I like that Visser One, like, uh, pulls out a dragon beam as soon as she sees, uh, Rachel and Tobias come out into the open. Um, and Marco finally takes a, a like, a breath of relief. Rachel was letting her live for now. Fast as Visser One had be, she'd, she'd never have reached her weapon had Rachel not wanted her to. Because the debate was, why would Rachel not just kill her right now? Right? Mm-hmm. And the answer is because Rachel is trusting in Marco's plan. Yeah. I mean, if Visser One had been the one to kill Jake and Cassie, as what mm-hmm. they understand the situation to be, I think it would be different. But they mm-hmm. know it was Visser Three. Mm-hmm. So that does change things. Because we know how much Rachel hates Visser Three. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Visser One is dangerous, but like you say, isn't the one where Rachel's rage is directed? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh she we know that Rachel has and continues to recognize that Visser One is Marco's mom. Like, mm-hmm. that has stopped her from killing her before. Yeah. She's the one who's been giving Marco this hope of, like, you know, I heard a, I heard a sub swimming away. Maybe she got out. Um, like, she recognizes that. And I think that not only is she trusting in Marco's plan, but also she's not wanting to deviate from the plan. To kill Marco's mother. If that makes sense. Yeah. And also, um, like, there is comfort in knowing, okay, something's happened to Jake and Cassie, but we have a plan. Mm-hmm. And they're all clinging mm-hmm. to the plan. Because, mm-hmm. like, okay, this is the structure. We have something in motion. It's what we all agreed. I can freak out later. They're all like, this is what we need to be doing now. Yep. Yep. So. Yeah, uh, just briefly, it just goes to be like, again, it just reinforces that, that Rachel, for all her anger, for all her willingness to throw down, she's a deeply compassionate person. Mm-hmm. Maybe she isn't always the quickest to feel or to empathize with somebody. We've seen her be very, like, harsh about various creatures and people they've encountered. But as a person... Mm-hmm. She feels deeply and she cares deeply. Yeah. Like, look back at the, uh, her first book, like, Rachel's reasons for fighting this war. Mm-hmm. It's not about her, about mm-hmm. other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's... Rachel isn't by nature just an angry person. It's when she's afraid or unsure, the first emotion she reaches for is anger because anger protects her. Anger isn't complicated either. Yep. Yep. Um, so they play the part of dumb hork which is what the Visser expects. So, like, the Visser gets to feel like she's pulling one over on the hork Um, says, says the, the password that the Animorphs gave her to say. Uh, that would convince the Hork-Bajir. Um, 
and the Visser 3's hiker agent observes the whole interaction, has that, uh, which is important because it is clear evidence of Visser 1 working with the Hork-Bajir colony or working with the Andalites, right? Or at least it looks like that on the surface, even though, like, you could say, oh, well, I was just doing that to get to the colony so that I could blow it up, whatever. Anyway. Um, <laughs> that's good. Love to hear that the bark is tasty. <laughs> <laughs> it was just the first line that my eyes drew to. Um, uh, Visser 1 is like, all right, take me to the colony. Uh, as you were instructed to do. And uh, Rachel's like, oh, you changed a bird. Uh, humans are slow walkers. <laughs> <laughs> and Visser 1 is just like, sadly, I'm ill. I am unable to morph at the moment. I will have to travel as a human. Humans slow, Tobias interjected with <sighs> true hork dimness. We could do without that, K.A., Aka, or, um, what what uh, what was her name? The Ghost Rider. I know. Oh yes, you're right. Lead set. Um, uh, Elise. Elise. We could do Elise. without it, Elise. Hey, Elise. I know. Well, you got to do the Hork Bajir dirty like this. I know. I know. It's in the brief that the Hork Bajir are dumb. However, however, you didn't have to say that. There was no need. Uh, it could have been a line about being like uncannily like yeah because we know tobias spends a lot of time or has spent more time with the hawk bajir colony mm -hmm. like you you didn't have to put it like that my guy yep. yep uh the animorphs continue to be the fucking worst to the hawk bajir um and i hate it um in in the hands of someone who was aware, it could be a critique on people who ha believe that they have saved a population and therefore know everything about the population, um, and mm. and you know continue to think themselves better because they saved them. You know, in in the hands of someone who was aware that they are doing that, it would be an interesting critique. This is not what that is. It sucks. Mm. I hate it. Please stop. It's bad. Uh. Please stop, I say, knowing it will not stop. I hate it. Um, anyway, so basically, the Tobias and Rachel are like, nah, you gotta climb, motherfucker. <laughs> um, and uh, they point to a naked rock peak um, up ahead. Um, and Visserth 1 is like, there, there. That's not. A, that's not a Hork-Bajir Valley. What are you fucking talking about? Oh, right. Holograms, cloaking shields. Right. Yeah. No, that does make sense. I like her reasoning herself into it. Mm -hmm. Um, because it's again putting that intelligence to mm -hmm. use, but with a faulty uh, starting assumption. Yeah, it's confirmation bias. Just like ah, mm -hmm. oh, yeah. I also really like, like, obviously we didn't, we weren't privy to the plan being made, but the, if they hadn't been in Visser One's office with the holographic paint, would they necessarily have thought of this specific idea? Mm. Mm. 
Maybe. I don't know. It's I just like again, it's that reflection of the earlier thing. Mm-hmm. Of making something look a different way. Because she is right. It is a hologram that's happening here, but not in the way she thinks. Mm-hmm. And it's just it's good symmetry. Mm-hmm. 